what are we talking about? We're talking about how are you right. during COVID. Do you want me to just talk just, about the outline just in again? Short. Not not even necessarily the whole thing, but just summary. Yeah. So this is about people ask how Arcade is doing. Mm-hmm. And I keep hearing you answer. Mm-hmm. And your answer is gangbusters. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's more work than we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. People all over the place want us to work for them. Mm-hmm. Everything is a-okay better than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because we're in the middle of kind of this existential crisis mm-hmm. as a company mm-hmm. um, that is partly forces that have nothing to do with mm-hmm. COVID and partly the whole thing was made much, much deeper and worse by COVID mm-hmm. because all the ways that the new normal impacts our business model. Mm-hmm. Welcome. To the Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development, company culture, and loving the place you work just a little bit more. I think maybe a lot of people love the place they work a lot more right a now. A lot more. Where do we work? Yeah. It's... <laughs> so we're, uh, if you're catching this episode in the future, this was uh, the, the COVID era, but for everybody who's actually living it with us right now, we're talking about the question, how are you? How are you? So this this episode, uh, we're kind of going a little into what I've been starting to refer to as story time with arcade mode. Yeah. So story time with arcade is the reference to episode 36 and 37, where we shared a little bit about our story and where we came from. Mm-hmm. And so the, the spirit behind it is that uh, we're sharing a little bit about our current position in the market and also talking about the bigger question of, of asking people how they're doing. So the inspiration for this episode right now, it's really weird for us to come up with stuff to podcast about. We talked about this a little last week or whenever that episode came out, time has no meaning now, but uh, we talked a little about this in the last episode, the idea that it's really hard to figure out what to talk about right now, because if we talk about the of the moment stuff. Uh, then it gets dated very, very quickly. But if you talk about performance appraisals, it's not necessarily the, the right moment to do that. It's just not relevant to talk about running business in normal times. Mm-hmm. You you could have done a better job, Nancy. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> Am I right? On Zoom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this, this episode title kind of came up, this episode concept, when... I've been listening all week to people ask us how Arcade is doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've been hearing Jason answer the question uh, by saying everything is great. Everything's great. We're doing more training than ever before. Mm -hmm. And we're really helping people in a lot of cool ways. Mm -hmm. And we're busy, busy, busy. And everything is as good as it could be. Yeah. So between helping people navigate sticky safety situations or limiting risk and liability on projects or uh, navigating PPP. Uh, we've been doing lots work, of remote training, lots of remote training. We've been going through blueprint training and Microsoft project training uh, from all across the country. And, and also we've been holding our builder chat forum with ABC uh, where we're helping the, the industry navigate and answer tough questions. So there's so much going on right now for us specifically uh, that, that when we get the question, how are you doing? How is arcade? How is business? It, it, the, the simple answer is, well, everything's fine. But we've spent a lot of time and energy in uh, communicating that mm-hmm. it's important to us that we're honest mm-hmm. and that 
we're clear about things. And as we're going to talk about a little in this episode, there we're definitely in the midst, like I'm sure everyone right now, mm-hmm. kind of an existential crisis. Yeah. So there are a couple of different questions that you kind of answer when you or ask when you, you say, how are you doing? Well, what do you mean exactly? Well, and so when the question is, how are you, mm-hmm. the individual, we're actually seeing a really interesting thing happen right now in the world where we are all getting a lot more honest about that. So in, in construction especially, you see people walk around with lots of armor, uh, hiding their emotions. You know, you have your We big, don't do feelings. Not so much. And so in the construction industry, people tend to kind of keep that stuff close to their chest and only share when, uh, when they know the person really well. Uh, however, right now we're seeing people be a little bit more open and candid and and for the most part, you see a lot of people who kind of need somebody to talk to. So when you ask how how things are going, how you're doing, you see a lot more people opening up mm-hmm. and sharing bits about their lives that they wouldn't normally share. People are talking about their fears, mm-hmm. about struggle with anxiety, yeah. about, I mean, gosh, if you don't have any anxiety right now, <laughs> then you probably live on an island somewhere. And so in the simple simplest phrase, arcade, we're doing fine. Uh, we, we have plenty of cash. We have plenty of business. There's there's no concern there. And in fact, we're, we're kind of turning more into an essential business for a lot of our clients than uh, than we were in, in the normal course of business. But it brings up some bigger questions in terms of uh, how are we doing in the long term? What happens? And, and I think all of these questions are relevant to, to businesses out there. Even if we're doing really well in the short term, there's a new normal out there that we still have to traverse. Yeah. I mean, so for us, uh, we do a lot of training. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that we have, so now, right now, in this moment of the quarantine, we're doing a lot of remote training and Zoom training. And we're finding, even though I feel like that's going well, I feel like we are getting better engagement than I ever imagined we would mm-hmm. through Zoom. But it's not the same. Yep, it's, it's not, not the, same. the same. You can't mm-hmm. help people work through complicated issues. Mm-hmm. We can't. We realized early on. We said, "How do we take our games that mm-hmm. we play in training and convert all of that to mm-hmm. Zoom?" And what we found very quickly is, for the most part, you just can't mm-hmm. because people are so busy trying to interact with Zoom mm-hmm. that asking them to kind of add that layer, even if we had uh, computer specific game elements. Mm-hmm. It's just too much to navigate. And and my thought there is that as time goes on and people become more used to Zoom, mm-hmm. that you could actually add that layer of, of gameplay back into it when it's, people become more comfortable, when, I it's, hear that. when it's a cultural norm. It's but, still not going to be the same. But in the long term, the question is, depending on how long social distancing goes on, what happens to our training programs? Mm -hmm. Uh, Our our favorite way to interact with people is in person, using physical education about how how to better manage construction projects through gameplay. Um, That that looks a little bit different in the long term. And so it really throws a a wrench or, or poses a question about what happens in the long term. And I think that for a lot of businesses, even if you answer the short-term questions, that bigger, longer-term question still looms. We use the analogy of uh, if if COVID is like a really deep cut that you just experienced, <laughs> you, you saw the, the knife go in, it went in really deep, it just hasn't started hurting yet. And I think that, that that's where we're at as a people is that that knife went in really deep and we still don't feel the full impact of it. So that is the longer-term question. And for us specifically, we had an extra wrench thrown into it. Yeah. 
So for those of you who, who know us well, we're located just off of West Seattle Bridge that may be closed for the next two to three years uh, as they sort out the, the structural integrity of it. And how people are going to get to us mm-hmm. is something that West Seattle hasn't quite figured out yet. Yeah. It, how many how many hundreds of thousands? I want to was it 200,000 cars? 300,000 cars that, that travel on the West Seattle Bridge it's per day. And so the weird thing here, though, is if you come to us from the south, mm-hmm. then it doesn't even have an impact. Well, other than all of the other all traffic All of the other routed, cars that are right? going to be coming around that way. Okay, yeah. good point. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. So everybody's <laughs> dealing with the, the short-term concerns and then the long-term concerns. Yeah, and, and this is something that everybody is likely dealing with mm-hmm. in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Everybody is looking at changes to the way that our work happens. And some of those changes are little changes that will just have to change the way we do things. But other changes can make our whole line of work no longer pencil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're having a lot of those those deep conversations with our clients to help them pivot and help them move into what the next iteration of themselves will be. Uh, but for us, because we lean so heavily into physical training and, and gameplay and just handshakes and, and interacting with people on that personal level. High fives. High fives. Selfies yeah. with the whole team in yeah. the picture. Right. Throwing uh, M&Ms as, as rewards and, and just really jazzing people up and even, getting them excited to learn. Even just having a group of three people at a marker board where they're handing the marker back and forth and touching the board. And yeah. Have anybody seen any, any photos on our website or brochures? Uh, yeah, we're all about getting people together and, and kind of remembering what it was like to, to be a kid and have fun with learning. So for us specifically, and, and I'm sure other folks are, are experiencing it, it, this situation has really kind of brought into brought us into kind of a crisis of faith, mm-hmm. uh, because what we do is so so physical and and uh, that that's such a part of who we are and and a big part of why we get up in the morning. With social distancing, it really puts into question how how if ever do we get back to that again? And. What happens if we can't? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think all of us are just doing whatever we can to get from one thing to the next right now. Mm -hmm. And working remotely right now is just fine. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, if this became the new normal for us, if we could not do training in person anymore and it was just remote training all the time, I don't know that Arcade would continue to to be a business. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would continue in that fashion. Again, it provides value. People are really enjoying it. Uh, people are learning lots of stuff, um, but it's not why we started this business. So mm-hmm. uh, that is that is going to be the, the big question for us over the long term. Um, but we're here and we're we're interested in providing support and and kind of an extra pinch in that situation is that we had just rolled out our form and basic training program, mm-hmm. which, which was, is not going to work remotely really at all. Yeah. So it's a form and basic training program that basically prepares uh, future field leaders to start taking that leadership role and gives them all of the tools that they, that they need from leadership to blueprint reading to, to the level of contract management they need to be associated with. Uh, and it's very physical and it's very in-person and that in-person component is critical to, to the success of that, that project. Uh, so in the midst of that, that's when COVID hit. And now we're kind of left with the question of now what, what's next? What, what comes next? Uh, and, and I think we've addressed the short term, uh, in that we've, we've 
pivoted a lot of our training. There are eight of the sessions that are, are the top sellers. Those are available via Zoom. But the, the bigger question is, is trying to think about um, how do we stay motivated? Mm-hmm. How do we stay plugged in? How do we find that new meaning for, for existing? Mm-hmm. Well, and again, I think that a big part of it, I, I, think, I think that we will find mm-hmm. our way back to where people can be in the same room together again. Mm-hmm. I believe that that is in our future. Yeah. Um, even if it's a wait, even if it's a while. And I'm okay to wait. I'm fine with waiting. Um, but that is the bigger concern that I have. So we're going to see what that looks like. We're going to get creative with solutions and, and do the best we can. Um, but it's important when we're thinking about the question of how are you, when we're asking each other, how are we? And, and you're at the grocery store and you're, you're asking the checker, how are you? Thank you for your service. Because mm-hmm. suddenly the, the grocery checkers are first responders in, in this case, right? They're on the front line. On more than one grocery checker has very nearly broken down into tears mm-hmm. uh, in conversations when we say, you know, we really appreciate you being out here and how are you really doing? Mm-hmm. And it's been hard yeah, for them. For them. And and a number of folks have almost quit because of difficult uh, customers. Mm-hmm. But even that, how many times have you heard the conversation where someone says, how are you? Mm-hmm. And then someone says, I'm fine. No, yeah. really. It's how how are you really? Yeah. And the idea that we have to ask that the second time you have is, to kind of pull it out. That is the challenge that and, we're talking about. And this is a little bit like talking to your kids, talking to teenagers who they're surly and they folded their arms, and and you ask them how was school, and they say fine. And if you just leave it at that, you'll miss a lot of information and communication. Talking to to some teenagers, mm-hmm. uh, can really be an exercise in asking the right questions and being, uh, be, dig, going digging a little mm-hmm. for the answer, I guess, being clear about what you're asking. Yep. And you need to be clear about, about the level of detail that you're looking for or the, what, the level of detail that you're willing to accept. Uh, so it's important that you, um, are, are asking the right questions and when you're talking to your team, make sure that, that you know if you are able to help them, if you're open to helping them, be sure that that's kind of laced into the question. So How, how can are, I help? How can I help is, is a much better question than how are you? And asking for places where, where if they need support or resources or groceries. I know that one of the teams that we worked with, uh, they were basically, they had some team members who, who uh, had people out sick with covid and parts of their team would just gather up groceries and drop it off at their house for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything that we can do to provide that support right now is, is super important. So asking how can I help can be a lot better than mm-hmm. asking how are you. Mm-hmm. Uh, also asking what are you finding to be the hardest part of all this? Mm-hmm. What are you struggling with? Right. Because that's a different question than how are you that everybody can just answer with kind of a thumbs up and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're looking to avoid the yes, no responses if possible. If, especially if we have something to give or something to help with. Mm-hmm. Um, so what about talking to peers? Well, so you skipped right over talking to our team. I know you were talking about offering to help, but I don't think I did. When I put that on the outline, I think I think you did. When I put that on the outline, I had something more specific in mind. Well, this is the place for you to jump in. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. 
But someone's interrupting That's me. That's it. I cut this out. Someone's, Mark, nope. I cut it out. You can't because you don't did. have editing power. I just edited. I was trying to jump in, but someone was trying it's to gone. mansplain to me what I meant on the outline. Look, it's important that you understand what you meant. Right. And I am here to help you. How can you help? By telling you what you meant. I was thinking maybe by shutting up and letting you talk. (laughs) (laughs) So the other part of talking to our team about what's going on right now. Uh, (laughs) Do you you have something else to add? No, no, nothing. (laughs) Zero. The other part of talking to our team is uh, we often say we manage like we parent, Mm -hmm. we parent like we manage. Uh, So there is a part of this that is challenging Mm -hmm. Um, when we're parents and maybe money gets tight, Mm -hmm. we don't always want to talk to our kids about that Mm -hmm. because it's scary. And there's the feeling that we need to kind of be the example and we need to not communicate that Mm -hmm. vulnerability. Yeah. So there are certain places in parenthood that you want to, um, not break the illusion of safety. You want to make sure that the kids grow up feeling safe and, and feeling like you have everything under control. So and, and there's a place in time when it's good to actually show vulnerability and there are places and ages when it's not appropriate. Yeah. So a, a memory that I always have that always stands out to me is, uh, you know, we've been very fortunate mm-hmm. and have not really had the, the thing in our life where we need to deal with the fact that we we can't afford There's the basic necessities not enough, of life. Not enough food, we not have, enough power. Yeah. When I was a kid, it was a regular event that we would just have no power. Yeah. Thing, like things, it, was, things, it was like, it felt like at least once a month or like a, a day a month in that neighborhood on average, there was just no power. And that was the way it was. Yeah. And that's not a reality our kids have really had to deal mm-hmm. with. There are times when they might want to go out to dinner and we're like, mm-hmm. eh, let's maybe like not go out for the third time this week. Right. But that's different. Yeah. So uh, a holiday, we've, I'm sure we've talked about it on here at some point. We have a holiday. We call it Light Fast. And it's basically to make our kids appreciate that reality mm-hmm. that Jason was just talking about. Yeah. So every every October, uh, one, one of the weekends in October. What, third weekend. Third weekend in October, we'll intentionally shut the power off for a whole day. So this means no lights. This means no data. This means no, no power. Right. Yeah, no phones, no nothing, no electronics for a whole day. And we've done this since they were little, little, little. Since and they were, yeah, since they were old enough mm-hmm. to be conscious. And we even have special foods and dishes that we have that don't have to be refrigerated. And we basically prepare for that. And it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a holiday that mm-hmm. we actually planned before mm-hmm. we had our kids yep. because we knew the reality of having no power and mm-hmm. we knew that they would not. Yep. And so uh, it's something that they look forward to every year. And when we were in Canada, no, uh, it was not in Canada. It was in Maple Valley. Okay. When uh, Cadence was in kindergarten, Mm -hmm. she went to school and they would draw pictures of what they were doing. And she told everyone all about light fast and how exciting it was. She's four or five. Yeah. And she's drawing pictures of us going around with flashlights Mm -hmm. and we would play. That was their favorite. We'd play hide and seek Mm -hmm. with flashlights after it got dark. Uh, Your, your own house is a totally different place when you turn off all the lights. Yeah. Uh, and the school called me and they said, we know that sometimes people come up with creative ways to make this okay for their kids. So how, do you need help? Mm-hmm. And it was funny to me because I was they were like, asking if, if we needed money to, to turn our power on right. from the school. Right. Yeah. And of course, one of the biggest challenges of Light Fast was always how to 
creative, we turned the breakers off in the right way, mm-hmm. right? So oh, that yeah. we didn't didn't yeah. mess whole, anything up. The whole, so the whole point is that it it made me realize what that reality would be like to be afraid mm-hmm. of not having power and to try to hide that from your kids. And so the the analogy here is is with our team and with the uncertainties that we're facing, it's important that we pick the right level of communication for the team so that we're not we're not falsely giving them hope but, we don't wanna... but we're also not not necessarily sharing the really scary stuff with them that we have the capability to protect them from yeah we don't want to tell them everything's a okay when they know that it's not mm-hmm. We also don't want to let them all be in constant fear of whether they're going to keep their job. Mm-hmm. But it's super important that you communicate. If As you get information, as new information becomes available, and I know that several of our clients are receiving PPP money, uh, Paycheck Protection Program money, mm-hmm. and this is kind of a, a vestige of hope for them that they're going to be able to keep the lights on, uh, it in, in my opinion, I would just let them know what that means for them. So mm-hmm. what, what does it mean for the, the trajectory of the business? Just let them know how things are going and, and what your perceptions are. Because you're basically up at the helm of the ship and you can see much more than they can. Mm-hmm. They're kind of down in the hull. So it's important that we communicate to them and let them know what it is that we're seeing. Absolutely. It's just important that they feel like they're getting information because... Mm-hmm. The scariest part can be being left in the dark. Yeah, the scariest part is the unknown. It's not always all hide-and-seek and flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> and pumpkin roll. Oh, uh, pumpkin roll. Yeah. So uh, then that kind of takes us to our pivot because it's important that everybody is thinking about in this new normal, in, in whatever's going to happen, how are you going to pivot to stay relevant how are you going to, to pivot to, to lean into an advantage if you can find it? Uh, and, and then how do you communicate that to the team to make sure that everybody is leaning into that same change? So uh, we're going to be talking in the next episode, and I think I'm going to release both of these at the same time, mm-hmm. but they're kind of separate subject matter, so yep. we'll still do two. Um, but we're going to be talking about the, the pivot that we're working to make, which is... Uh, something we've already offered for a while, but we're going to kind of build a more focused version of our project coaching. So the thing about all of this remote training that we're doing is it's great and it's fun, but it is very discreet. It's very, uh, you know, I'm going to come in for... It's episodic. It's episodic. It's four sessions. I'm going to come in, I'm going to do four sessions, and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for us because much of our focus is on building relationships, Mm -hmm. building trust, becoming part of the team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting because once we are shut out from that, when we can't become part of the team, then it's like we lose all of our coworkers because that's that's our social system. And it's, it's interesting because, um, we're regarded much more like family than, than like cold, hard consultants for most of the folks that we work with. That is the relationship that we work to build that we're regarded like family, that we're regarded like team members. And so we're essentially cut off from physically being around our team just the same way that everybody else is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think no one really thinks about it. But mm-hmm. when you like think about pre-COVID, what mm-hmm. a week looked like mm-hmm. for us. And it was a lot of time spent in, in our clients' offices mm-hmm. with our clients yep. where... 
it's from team to team, but every one of those teams, that those are our coworkers. Those yeah. are our people. Yeah. And so while they're all banding together, we're on the outside of that mm-hmm. a little bit and it's a little tough. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking about project coaching in the next episode. And essentially what that is, is helping construction teams walk through the best practices of running a real construction project, their own construction project from start to finish. And we're creating the uh, the polished product that everybody will be able to see on our website. So if you have any interest in it, feel free to check out our website and look at what project coaching is and whether or not that'd be a good fit for you. So go mm-hmm. ahead and check that out. Yep. And we'll be talking more about that and why it is a pivot and why we pivoted to it. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn more about all that. Yeah. Uh, so, last remarks. What do we so got? We don't. Well, so how about this? Let's do jet plat, jet pack, jet, plat. jet pack, mansplainer. <laughs> and I only say it because we haven't had a jet pack in so long because we've been so serious. And yeah. that was like our one moment of cut up in like months. A little bit. Yeah, mansplainer. Um, <laughs> you don't want to be the mansplainer? No, I, I kind of was. It's kind of how that yeah. how that happened. Yeah. So for for folks out there who are new to the jetpack, the idea is that this is a phrase or a word that we key into on the on the prod, on the uh, podcast. So if you hear the jetpack, which is mansplainer, go mm-hmm. ahead and send it to us, DM us, uh, reach out, and let us know that you know what it is, you and know, we will send you a prize. Do you know what the original deal was with the jetpack? Yes. Was that you would get a T-shirt? Yeah. And Are then, we allowed to send t-shirts now? I don't know about that, but we never did anyway. <laughs> so we need to figure that out. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to keep up the good fight. We have we have like the time and energy and space maybe to like actually like do that whole t-shirt press plan that we Ooh. we talked about. Maybe okay. we'll, we'll see where that goes. Well, but first, someone needs to actually tell us the jetpack. Okay. So we we're haven't, waiting for it. We haven't had it for a while, so mm-hmm. we haven't had any anybody tell us the jetpack. Opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So that's the jetpack. Uh, we don't have any outtakes. No, it's okay. We're going to roll right into the next one if you need some. I'm yeah. sure we'll have some. There'll be some next yeah. time. So uh, you can find us uh, shortly in West Seattle on the 4th. We're going back to we're, work we're in the Seattle uh, Corporate Center. Yeah, we're going to go back observing social distancing and yeah. all that good stuff. You can find us on socialdistancing.com. That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, that probably is a website <laughs> and we're not there. So, uh, and it's besides it's physical distancing. Okay. Cause we're not saying social distancing cause people need social stuff and we're all getting internet social stuff. Got right it. now. It's physical distancing. You can find us on builder chat every single week with Western Washington. Every Thursday at one o'clock. Every Thursday is 1 PM PST. You can find the registration information on our shiny new website. Yes. Yeah. Bless new now, but check it out. Builder chat. Uh, so our website is arcadewayfinding.com mm-hmm. and you can find the Builder Chat section and look it up. And you can find this podcast on the iTunes Network and Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, we're on yeah, Spotify. Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. Yeah, why not? <laughs> we're on a bunch of places, but ultimately wherever you find podcasts, you can probably find us. You can us. find us everywhere. We're kind of everywhere now. We're everywhere. Okay. You can find us everywhere. We are ubiquitous. That's right. Well, I like that. Hashtag, we are ubiquitous. I feel like there'd be a lot of typos. Did somebody tell you what, hashtag. Are, what is it someone told you about our marketing this week? We're relentless. Relentless. Relentless yeah. marketing. I like that. I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know. You can I don't find know if us. that's what you want. Being relentless. <laughs> On LinkedIn. Everywhere. Okay. Well, take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Watch for it. Watch for it. Stay healthy. Stay home. Or don't stay home. Get out there and work, I guess. There you go. Safely. Safely. Safely, safely.